Right on radio. Right on radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Right on Radio. As you can see on your screen, this is a super show because we've got all the top hosts of the top shows and the truth revealers on here with us today. And why are we gathering today? Because we have a unified message and each one of our shows has been attacked. And why are we being attacked? Well, there's a common denominator and it's my co-host and a guest on every other show here. And that's Jesse Zaboter. Good morning to you, Jesse. Good morning. <laughs> so we have been attacked and we, by the way, uh, we're being attacked by the same people. So who are these people? We're not going to name you. We're not going to give you the fame. However, we do know who you are. You see, we have an army and we have armies of researchers. And some of these people are a lot smarter than any of us on here. And yes, we do know who you are. But then let's look at why we are being attacked. So I'm going to offer up three possibilities. And if you're one of the people who is attacking us, maybe one or more of these will reside in your spirit. But for the listening audience, here's the three reasons why I believe we are being attacked. Now, the first one is a very distinctive possibility. It's cognitive dissonance. You cannot believe that there is such evil in the world. And that's that's perfectly normal because we're not supposed to, we're not meant to fathom the depth of evilness that is going on in the world. And by the way, this is, you know, this kind of belongs to the church group as well, who does not acknowledge this, who just says, oh, the devil got in my way and it made me late for work today or something like that. I'm not <laughs> against the church. I'm pro-church, but the church needs to step up. But also I would say in this category, number one, the person could have good intentions, just like, hey, you know, see no evil, hear no evil. It really can't exist. Okay, well, if it, evil can't really exist, then you really cannot be a follower of Christ. Just a strong point to put out there. The second one is a very good possibility as well. It's purely selfish ambition. You might be starting a blog. You might want to upgrade your social credit score and using the names of our shows and Jesse's a boater gets traffic to your site. Well, congratulations for being that person. By the way, where does selfishness come out, come from? Huh, just a thought. The third distinctive possibility is you're a high level agent and you're attacking us because we're effective in the spirit and we're exposing you. Yes, you are being exposed. And yes, our God, who is the risen one who died on the cross and came up and is reigning forever and ever, wins. Read the end of the book. Okay, without further ado, let me introduce our esteemed guests today. I've already introduced uh, Jesse. First, I'd like to say we have David Zubleck on. We've got Chantel Maybach. We've got Carmen Struder, George the Iceman, and Jody LaDolce. And what I'd like to do is just go around the table one at a time and just ask you to, you know, tell people about your show, 
uh, in about a minute or so and uh, let people know what you do because we all have different personalities and different flavors in this fight. David, because I started watching you first out of everybody, I want to start with you. David, tell us about the Dark Outpost. Well, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it very much. I also want to begin by saying how much I enjoy your program and what you do. Uh, I think you have one of the best programs out there. Um, and you and Jesse just do a fantastic job. My show is called Dark Outpost. Uh, we broadcast live Monday through Friday between 12 noon and 3 p.m. Eastern time. And then the show is archived on a paywall uh, channel, a subscriber channel. And the money from that subscription channel goes to an organization called Shared Hope International, which I support, which is doing everything in their power to put an end to child trafficking here in the United States. Um, and parts of the program are also available for free on BitChute and Rumble. Uh, we cover conspiracies, news, religious topics, um, uh, out of but we you know it, it the paranormal we cover a little bit of everything but by far and away our most popular guest on the program is Jesse Saboter. Everybody loves Jesse because of the message that she brings, the story that she has to tell about what she went through, and I am not only a firm, uh, committed Christian, uh, even more so because of the message that she brings but because of what she went through and how I want to help to put a stop to it. And anyone that comes after Jesse is going to have to come through me because I love this woman. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I'm here today to support her. We always have, and we always will. So thanks for inviting me on. Amen. And David, I love that you said conspiracies and not conspiracy theories because right. they're only conspiracy theories is how we're labeled until we prove them to be conspiracy. Absolutely true. All right. It's Chantel, so great to see you. Uh, we share so many so many people of our audience. Uh, we are really blended together as shows. Tell us about Aquarius Rising. Oh, wonderful, Jeff. Once again, thank you so much for inviting me on here today as well. It's just so wonderful to be part of this whole amazing team that just supports, again, Jesse in her amazing message. So yes, I we started a channel Aquarius Rising Africa, and we haven't been we've been going for less than a year. Um, and also, I saw Jesse the first time on David Zibling's show as well. And I always tell the story. I was listening to it one evening uh, or the first interview, um, and I thought, gosh, how bad can this be? You know, they'd probably do a bit of voodoo in the graveyards or something, and God forbid they should kill a cat. You know, that was like my worst nightmare come true. And I just listened, and I, I, it was when I was going to bed in the evening, and then I heard her speak, and just some of the stuff, I shut up like a bolt upright in my bed. I did not sleep that night and I listened to all three, the first interviews and I think there were maybe five or six that he'd done with her by then. And I have to say that changed the way I looked at life completely. I've always considered myself to be pretty red pulled, but that just took things to a whole nother level. And um, it was not long after that when I contacted her and I asked her if she could uh, connect with us because I was seeing such a, um, a thread between what happens in America and what happens in Africa and South Africa. 
And it's just been amazing what we've been able to reveal over the past less than a year, because you're seeing how what happens there is literally duplicated. Yeah, I mean, Africa is a beautiful, magnificent continent, and it's so rich and it's so resourceful. And we see how these elites have got their claws in here as well. So it's just been amazing, revealing, and, and mostly like guys like Nelson Mandela, who was my saint and my hero for a very long time. So just as Jesse's helped us decode things as well and seeing what's happening with you guys and seeing how many people are waking up in my country and on my continent because of the work we're doing with Jesse is amazing. Yeah. And I would definitely echo uh, what David is saying there as well. Anyone who wants to harm this beautiful woman has got to come through me as well. <laughs> I'm one of her fiercest protectors, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I heard uh, Jesse told me a story how you fought back the other day, which is quite good. Quite good. Hey, Carmen, let me go to you. Carmen Struder, also known as Pastor Dragonfly and the Wilderness Church. Yeah. Carmen, uh, you've got into this fight recently. Well, you've been on a lot of big shows, but now you have your own show, and Jesse's been coming on a couple times a month. Tell us about your show, the focus of it, and uh, and let's hear about what you're doing. Hey, and thank you so much for including me. I feel so honored because you're right, mine's new. <laughs> um, I got involved in this because of Michael Jaco um, being on his show and being so embraced by his people. And my my channel blew up and I didn't have anything on it. I mean, there was 300 people there and I had no, and I just felt like it was a calling more than a willingness. I, I, I did not choose this. <laughs> uh, it, it was one of those things that it just kind of happened. I do, I do love doing it. And the reason I love it, it's actually kind of selfish. I, I learned so much from her. Um, I saw her on Chantal's and the only reason I even found out about Chantal is she reached out to me because she saw me and Michael Jaco. And this is how God works. It is so masterful. <laughs> and, and I look at it like, um, we've each been chosen by God to protect Jess because um, she picked us. Um, you know, she could have said no to any one of us. Um, like David was saying, it's she is the light. She is the reason. And you don't you don't wield that kind of power and authority for no reason. And so I, I, I really have just kind of kept it the wilderness church because I want it to be about thoughts and faiths and people exchanging ideas in a safe place. And I, I think of it as being on the wild edge, so to speak, because I, I, I want to include as many people as possible. So that's kind of where I am. And Jesse's just been such a blessing and I've learned so much from her. And and I, I'm not quite as scrappy as Chantal. <laughs> I'll, I'll just I'll just take my I'll just take my my huge graces that God gives me and <laughs> extend them her way. Well, listen, Jesse. Often when I react, she'll no, Jeff, <laughs> slow down. Let's think about this a bit. But what what people in the audience don't realize is, and each one of us shares this, when we're working with Jesse, there, I feel an anointing. I'm sure each of you do as well. Um, and we're not placing Jesse in the place of Christ, absolutely not, but she is anointed to yeah. serve him, and we are called to serve with 
her as well in this fight. All right, let me bring on George the Iceman from the Reveal Report. George's show has been taking the internet by storm, and uh, George has some interesting people watching his show as well, which I know. But listen, that that's a strong ministry as well. So George, tell us about your show. Uh, first, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate you having me on the show. Uh, I really, really do uh, appreciate being with the amount of people that are here and assembled, a lot of classy people are putting out the word and, and real information. I started the Reveal Report uh, to give a perspective from someone that dabbled in the occult, that practiced ritual magic. And I wanted to give a perspective of the supernatural, the paranormal, and how real it is. The Reveal Report was about revealing light onto the darkness. Sometimes there are things that we cannot discuss because it puts in, us in harm's way. In, in this process, I wanted to bring on guests who had a real knowledge or experience in the occult. Uh, it's important because that gives it the credibility that we're not trying to fantasize or bring in fairy tales. We're talking complete and utter truth of what we've experienced in this world. Um, I came across Jesse. Uh, I saw some of her interviews. In fact, one of the best interviews I've ever seen Jesse do was with David Zublik. And I said, wow, this, she, she seems like this is the real deal. Uh, so I, I wanted to reach out to her and, you know, just create a communication, maybe have her come on the show and, and, and see if she really did go through all these actual things. So um, she, she took me by storm 100%, shocked me, shocked my audience. You know, my audience is not made up of uh, just, you know, a Christian fan base, which is that that's new to me. That's been brought to me, you know, through Jesse. I, I thank her for that. It's, it's made up of novices, occultists, uh, those in the magical circles uh, and many, you know, celebrities from around the world tune into my show. So uh, to have her come on and, and discuss this and bring that credibility that this is not something that you read in a book or see in a movie. This exists. This really happens. I lived it for 10 years, Jesse a lot longer, and many others on my show. So it's a platform that we created for people to speak the truth. And Jesse came out and exposed many things and uh, shocking revelations. Uh, and uh, I am honored to be on her side. I'm honored to have her on my show. And if anyone out there who's trying to bring her down, you have a lot to go through. Uh, and in the magical circles, if there's those witches and warlocks and covens that wish to practice their magical rituals and attack those that are on this show, including me, you're in for a big surprise. We too also practice magic and we will, we will show you what we're all about. <laughs> Excellent, George. Well said as always. Now, Jody doesn't have her own show per se, but she's a frequent guest on many of the shows and Jody works behind the scenes with a lot of shows and with a lot of causes and Jody has a very specific word from the Lord today that we wanted to bring her on to share. And I'm going to bring you on now because you said you might have an internet uh, right. <laughs> interruption at some point in time, Jody. So please share with us what the Lord has said to you today. Okay. Um, just quickly, just so everyone knows, the Lord has sent someone to me to build up my own platform uh, right now. It will be www.warriorsrise.net. And it's being built right now so that a lot of what I'm teaching in other shows, spiritual warfare and all this other stuff, as a Marine veteran looking at spiritual warfare, will be able to be accessed there soon. So just wanted to interject that. But what I wanted to bring was what the Lord has been showing me. And I just really want everyone to really listen. We are in spiritual warfare. We are in spiritual warfare as at its finest. I shared on um, 
the reveal report that one of the reasons that we're attracted to the supernatural is because we were created to be like God. There is no one between us and God. Satan wants to interject himself there so he could be like God, but we're actually holding that position and that's scriptural. So as I've been praying, I've been under attack as well for my association with, with Jess from, and, and for bringing the word of truth. And one of the things that the Lord keeps showing me is this is the time that the enemy would love to get us all separated. Mm. This is a time where he would want, and it's not that any one of us can't give a thousand demons uh, the ride for their life because we have the authority in Christ. If we know who we are, they shake when we wake up. As a matter of fact, they better shake while we're sleeping because the Lord's probably speaking to us a word. So the word that I wanted to bring was two things, twofold. Let him who is without sin cast the first stone. Those that are judging Jesse for perfection, you know, they're the ones that are coming out with this nonsense. Those that have been inspired by the enemy to try to take down her Christian witness, they will fail. And those of us who the Lord has brought around her didn't bring us around her to run when the enemy looks in your eyes and and says, I dare you. Now it's time to say, no, I dare you, just like George just said. And we don't practice witchcraft magic. We practice the word of God in the name of Jesus and the authority of Christ, which trumps any of them at all time. So know who we are. The other thing that the Lord um, has been showing me is as warriors, we need to decree over the top of what these people are decreeing or practicing against us and Jesse and the body of Christ, the true believers. Mordecai and Esther, when when they made their petition known to the king, they were told, go ahead. And they had to re-decree. They didn't, they weren't able to wash away the decrees of Haman, who was against the Jews. They had to decree on top of that, and it changed everything. So that breaks us down to a lot of what I've been teaching about understanding who you are in Christ and authority. So the Lord has showed me what is coming against us all and our sister here who we stand with. No one is going to touch our sister. Satan can't have her. She's doing the work of the Lord. Is she perfect? No. Does she have perfect recall? You're looking at a child victim like everyone else. And, you know, and if you're if you look at her like she was an adult and now she's just manipulating, you're a fool. This woman is bringing the word of God and doing her best to show people what's really out there. But, you know, and to, to judge her means that you're not paying attention to the word that she's bringing because many people are being saved and many are being taken in from those dark places that uh, George was talking about a minute ago and that these other shows are trying to expose that this is not God or it's a false light. So one of the things the Lord showed me was, First of all, he's without sin cast the first stone. That's to the Christians in the audience that are doing that. But the Lord showed me that there are some spirits that have been released. They are the religious spirit, the Jezebel spirit, a deceiving spirit that comes as light but is not, a nuisance spirit that's just sent in there to aggravate, and a doubting spirit. These demons have announced themselves on different programs that I've been on. And, and as a warrior, my mindset always catches things like this. So the word that I want to give to us today is that we unite in one voice, one spirit, Jesus Christ and him alone, and we stand together against this as a wall 
as a as the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And we are the church, all of us. We look different, we talk different, we express ourselves differently, we remember things differently, we we see scripture in certain ways. And Jess will tell you, we'll we'll be talking and we'll see a scripture, and I'll go, no, I think that means this. I don't have a problem interjecting how I visualize something or or see something because none of us are Christ, only him. So when you can't receive of God, it is probably one of these spirits that is trying to, to come around you. The way we beat this as a team is to unite in one voice and speak the contrary. That's what the prophets do. That's what we're supposed to do in this last day. So when there's these people coming against our sister, we speak the contrary. You know, if they're calling her a liar, we thank the Lord that all truth will come from her mouth and that it will have power and strength to beat down the walls of hell. If, the, if it's a Jezebel spirit that tries to get next to her or any of us that wants to be our buddy, our friend, we come in there and we, we bind the spirit of Jezebel because, believe it or not, the one prophet who stood against her, she ended up destroyed, not him. Even though all the other false prophets around were destroyed because they took their focus off the Lord. This deceiving spirit. I, I've received emails and, and direct Twitters against Jesse with pictures. And, oh, she said this and she said that. I don't care. What I care <laughs> about is that Jesus Christ is preached and that people are being reached. Period. Whether a recall or a picture. I don't care. Uh, the focus is on Christ. And I know Jesse will stand with that. And then the nuisance and doubting spirits, they're just here to make every one of us have issues on our shows or on our platforms and in our teachings to take the focus off of Jesus Christ. So let's decree like Mordecai and Esther above and beyond the Haman decree of evil against our sister, like, like Haman did against the Jews. And we decree life, victory, even a more double portion anointing upon all of the shows, all of those who, who uh, bring the word of truth upon Jesse's ministry and all of our ministries. And when we decree that thing over the top of Haman, he will hang in his own gallows. So that's the word I wanted to bring from the Lord today. Amen. Super powerful, Jody, as always. And I, I would just add one, one other spirit, chaos. Yes. Because order through chaos is kind of a thing right now yeah. that, they're, that they're doing. And yeah, it goes back to the brotherhood, of course. So, Jesse, uh, you've been sitting quiet, which is uh, not normal because you're usually the, uh, you know, one of the big draws on, on all of our shows. And we always want your knowledge. So I want to ask you to kind of kick off this next little roundtable session and, you know, you were, as mentioned, you were a childhood victim. Everyone watching the show is familiar with your story. But just to kick off the next segment, because each one of us is taking a risk and putting it all on the line uh, to come out there and speak this truth. Uh, we, we're, we're in the battle with you. And it wasn't until a couple years ago that you really felt compelled to do this. So I guess what will kick off the next segment is, what was the turning point in your life when you said, okay, I got to go public? Well, that, you know, it wasn't I who kicked that off. Um, I was working as a chaplain in the community with a homeless shelter. And um, every, it was like three times a week, I think it was a Friday night. Um, I would ride the bus and go pick up the homeless people 
with the bus driver and we'd go back to the um, shelter and then I would do a process class with them. So, you know, I'm in this bus and all of a sudden the Lord just clearly says to me, you will share your testimony. And I knew by that, that it wasn't just meaning, you know, I'm going to be sharing to one or two people. Like, you know, I knew where God was going with that. And I said, Lord, you know that they, you know, they, the, the brotherhood, um, they will kill my children right in front of my face. They'll come after my family and, you know, they'll bring me in and torture me till I die and do what they want. And um, I said, you know, Lord, I will do your will, but I'm just going to ask for a special hedge of protection over my family and over my ministry. And, you know, let me just go out and, you know, let me do your work with, you know, blind their eyes, just give me this hedge of this covering. Um, so they don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing. And immediately the Lord says, no, you will do it right in front of their faces. And that was when I knew. And, you know, it was that week he told me to write up a presentation that was kind of the first time I was bringing some of the things that I had experienced as a child in the school system. And it was written for um, social directors, um, individuals in our community, um, senators, uh, local legislature, people who were working within the school systems. And, um, you know, it was giving them the signs and symptoms, you know, for children who are SRA victims, you know, how do you know what to look for? Because these kids won't come forward. And, as soon as I finished writing that presentation, you know, I was at a job at the time I was partially working at a coffee shop along with the chaplain work that I did. And the Lord just immediately started bringing people into that coffee shop and the conversation would just open up and I'd be like, huh, I have a presentation. I just wrote about that topic. Would you like to read that? And then they'd read it and invite me to come and speak. And within a month, I had shared it with over 350 people and that was the catalyst from there. Um, I got to speak on, I got a hold of Dan Duvall and he asked me to come on. And I, at first I was going to go under a pseudonym and then, you know, did two shows and the Lord said, no, you know, you need to go under your name. And then he opened the door with good dog. And um, from there, it just, you know, in between there was when he also, that year, he also opened up my government contacts for me to share my testimony with. Um, but then after that was when I started going public with Good Dog and others, so. Yeah, yeah, and David was one of the first as well. Yeah, David and Good Dog were the first, yeah. Yeah, so so David, uh, you know, you've been doing this for, for a while now. Uh, most of our shows are fairly new. Uh, right on radio has been, what, about seven months or something like that now. Uh, so, but David, what, what was the turning point that made you go public with this stuff? Well, I, I had heard about the, especially with, with regard to the scourge of the child trafficking and, and how bad it is, but it wasn't until I heard Jesse on, on another program, believe it or not, we all, <laughs> we all found Jesse from somewhere. And even though a lot of, some of you have found her through my show, I found her from another show. And I, I, I was compelled uh, to have her on the program because I had never really fully understood 
the amount of evil that was being committed in this world against innocent young children until I heard Jesse um, in her testimony on another program in which she described her situation and what she went through. And it was at that point, uh, I, I just knew I had to get her on the program and I reached out to her and then it was actually Jody who got back to me and said, oh, you're trying to get a hold of Jesse. I'll, I'll make sure that she gets on your show. And we did. And um, for the first few interviews, Jesse was not on camera. It was, it was strictly her voice only. And I kept uh, trying to get her to come on. And she finally came on with the camera and, and has been ever since. And she's such um, a beautiful person inside and out. And her sincerity, her honesty, her integrity, her commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ is so transparent in her appearances on the program and people absolutely love her. I get bombarded with questions every week for her. A good portion of the interviews that I do are actually questions from the audience, uh, people who want to talk to her. So we usually start with 10 or 15 minutes uh, of, of a topic and then and then I bring them in these people and, and they love her. I mean, they absolutely love this woman. Ask Jesse this, please ask her about this. And um, I, I, she's the most popular guest I have, and I, I love the woman, and I will stand by her till the day I die. And as I said, and as other people have said here, you're going to have to go through us to get to her because she's too important uh, to the testimony of Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection on the cross and the, and the salvation of our souls and the saving of these children to, to let this stand without taking a stand for Jesse. So that's, that's my story. Amen. And yeah, listen, it's, it's, I think the, the children is the thing that really hooked most of us in uh, when we find out that there's over 800,000 kids in the United States alone every year going missing. Yeah, there's a, there's a big problem. It's much bigger than most people think. So Chantel, uh, you know, you, you've come out, you, you've got a very strong voice, you have diverse guests. But what what made you go on camera and start doing this stuff? Jeff, there was, it wasn't even an option for me. I, you know, I, I, I'm very connected uh, to God, to spirit. And I knew that I needed to start a show. Um, I spoke to Mornay, who you guys also see um, with Jesse all the time. I mean, him and I have been working together for 11 years now. We've been collaborating. I mean, it wasn't even a question. And when she agreed to come on, we were over the moon. Um, and I remember it's the first time I'd ever done anything like that before. So I think in my first interview, I was told to the audience, I've never done this before, so just hang in there with me. <laughs> but, you know, similar again. I mean, I'd, I'd listened to a lot of uh, her interviews, um, especially with David and also with Good Dog at that stage. I was mind blown by what was truly going on. And I, as I said earlier, I just simply knew that Africa needed to hear this. So, you know, and even though we don't necessarily every week have Africa stuff, I'm seeing more and more how it's correlating and how things are, are just a, a duplicate. So for me, you know, it was just, there was not even an option. And my eyes have been opened more and more all the time every week i mean just again this last the, the few days ago when we were we were talking again i mean when i think i've heard it all you know there's just a whole lot of more info that she that she gives us so 
um, again, I think it's really just the depth of this horrendous evil that has been going on literally right under our feet. And I'm a great uh, advocate for the animals as well. Yes. Um, so one of the big things that for me, it took me a long time. I was, it was always here. I wanted to ask her about, you know, we, we know what happens with the children in the system. But I mean, we know what they do with animals, but I wanted to understand the depth. And then it just became like, again, with, um, I don't know if I can mention the celebrity's name, who owns or, or who's a patron for one of the gorilla sanctuaries or the gorilla sanctuary in Rwanda. And that was the first one we spoke about the animals. And then realizing how they're using themselves as covers and in so doing trafficking our primates to these disgusting places and the disgusting things they are doing to our animals um, and especially primates. I mean, I don't want to get too graphic here, but it is just absolutely horrific. So for me, you know, it broke my heart. I mean, I sat, um, I don't know how many times with an absolute broken heart because I like to go in blind as well. I don't like to prepare too much. I like to have a schedule and I know more or less, but I don't like to research too many things because I want to get it firsthand along with our audience as well. So that for me is important. I mean, there've been many a day I've sat there completely dumbstruck, in tears, shocked, horrified. Um, but that has been exactly the thing that has inspired me to carry on and yeah. just reveal more and more um, of that. And, you know, along and also having guys like David, David Zublig was one of my first guests and I'm talking to you again on Saturday, David, I'm so looking forward. And I will be there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And that's tomorrow, right? Yeah. And then um, Carmen as well, as, as, as she mentioned, I saw Carmen on, on Michael Jacob and I went, mm, she's got to come. <laughs> That's a sister, you know. So there are just people that I meet. And of course, we have our overcomers as well, which is also um, people that have been in the system. And we've interviewed them that have come out that have been victims of the SRA as well. There's a South African guy who was a high in Satanism um uh also had on the show you know um and really just people giving their testimony and telling their stories which has opened the eyes of so many people and i'm so grateful and i, I just feel so blessed to be doing it you know it's changed my life in me it's changed me as a person it's expanded me in so many ways and again you know thanks to seeing david and jesse the first time i, I can't even remember when it was it must have been about a year ago now close to a year ago when I first heard you guys speak and here we are so I'm very blessed it's a beautiful time and very happy to be connecting with all of you so thank you you're right it changes you because now we walk through the world we say oh there's one of Satan's trap there's one there's one, there's, one. Like, there's, there's nothing sacred anymore you know we thought Billy Graham was a good guy you know it's like, you know it's, the world is not as it seems. And, and Carmen, I think your story is somewhat similar to mine in, in a couple of ways from what I've seen from you. Tell us what got you in front of the camera doing this uh, revealing stuff. You know, it's interesting because um, I was very blessed when I was married that we had lots of money. And so I could do whatever I wanted. And um, what I wanted was to help people. And it started out um, with me helping these guys out of jail 
when I was doing a movie, I was a producer on a movie and I'll never forget listening to them. This is a youth prison in Texas, top security, maximum security. And they're telling that they can have sex with people in there and that these kids are getting drugs and they're getting Burger King and, and, and pornography and, and they're, they're able to pretty much access anything. And of course it was because of the system being so corrupt. And so that was like the first thing. And I'm saying, why, why is that being allowed? Like, why aren't there grandmas sitting there, you know, watching over this thing? I mean, it's not that complicated. And so I realized that it, it was a system and I thought that was evil. And I thought what these guys went through was horrible, horrible. And then um, I, I, I spent four and a half years on the front lines with that. And then I went into helping a friend of mine who started a safe house. And I was working with these girls out of sex trafficking and every one of their stories, because we did a short about how it's in our neighborhoods. Um, every single one of their stories were basically their own parents selling them as children for drugs or, you know, whatever. And again, I thought that was the most horrible thing. <laughs> I thought that was evil. I didn't know how evil evil was until I started hearing <laughs> Jesse's story. Sorry, babe. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so what, what the magic for me was, is I've always asked questions everywhere I go and, you know, um, always was looking to find answers. Jesse put all of it together. Why Israel and Palestine's fighting? Why, you know, why the celebrities are such jerks? <laughs> why, you know, I, how evil they could get like in, you know, po politics. I was always like, I don't understand why they're so aggressive towards, you know, it's one thing to not like somebody. So it all started clicking together. Um, and then um, for me, it was more, uh, I would like for people to have these discussions because I think that once we have the discussions, we find out we have way more in common than we ever had realized. And, and I, I also recognize nefarious spirits like Jody's talking about. And I think that we have to stop accepting their premise. We have to stop accepting their game. It's like they've created the whole game and, and we're, we're stuck, you know, answering to it and instead not engaging in their game. And so I'm trying to get information out to people so that they can engage in a new way. I hope that answered your question. Well, it did. And and in fact, so just the, the commonality, the common thread is I, I was originally going to start a podcast to help people up, which is, you know, helping. And then all of a sudden the Lord said, no, you're to do this. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and my wife's going, oh, no. <laughs> but, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful journey. And uh, this, uh, this whole movement we've been doing has been opening up everyone's eyes and we have a, we have collectively have such a great a base of people who are like literally getting into the fight now. And, mm -hmm. and it's a wonderful thing. So George, you started talking about, uh, you know, what the purpose of your show is and stuff like that and the reveal, but what actually got you to turn on the camera? Um, <clears throat> to be honest, I had no plan whatsoever, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, to do a show at all. That wasn't the, the plan. Um, I didn't have any aspirations. In fact, it was the reverse. I said, I want to stay away from that. Um, you know, because I come from a background in the entertainment world. So everything you do is criticized and could put you on the chopping block to get you fired. So I was like, oh man, this is touchy. And originally I think I was fed up with this whole 
uh, lockdown situation. So I said, you know what, I'll start something off and I'll start venting and I'll reveal what I know from, you know, the industry, I said, you know, uh, I, I, you know, came to reveal report. And I said, I, I, I want to vent about the politics of this world and what's happening. But that wasn't God's plan um, in any way, shape or form. So uh, it, it took me into this really weird uh, thing where I was to expose and talk about real life experiences and, and what I went through and um, the occult and the supernatural and the paranormal and witchery and sorcery, uh, ancestral magic. Uh, and I, and when I did the first one, people were blown away. They were like, what the, like, what's going on? Because there isn't really a show going specifically about that. Um, you, you'll see some former occultists discuss ritual magic and how to do it. <laughs> but you don't see someone coming out who's practiced it a little bit and experiment with different types of magic to manifest things and then say, be careful because this is what you're actually doing. And this is the deal that you're doing. I think one thing that really stuck out me is I think it was a, a week and I shared this with Jesse. It was a week, uh, my commitment week I was supposed to make with, uh, you know, Lucifer. And I think the third day I started seeing uh, faces started to manifest and, you know, I'm a grown man and, and I, I was really nervous and scared. What's going on here? This, this isn't what I signed up for. So when you start seeing faces and people around, um, that's when I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I think I've reached, I'm there. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, so, you know, I, I said, I, I got to be saved. I, I got to go to Christ. Now, I always, I always believed in the Lord. And it's funny. I, I said this on my show. And it may sound horrible to some of you, but the truth is I had to learn about the occult to really know God's power, to understand the power of the Lord, to understand commitment to the Lord. And I had to learn that through the occult. And then I said, wow, we are being betrayed by the church, by other Christians, by these evangelists. They're lying to us. They are not teaching us the ammunition that we need to do battle in the supernatural realms because they keep it sacred to themselves. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn that to understand. And it, it's weird, Jeff, uh, and to some of you that, that, that are watching here, you don't understand that even in the occult, <coughs> in some of the biggest rituals on the planet, you submit to the Lord. You prepare to God and you're praying for him before you make a deal with a demon, <laughs> especially Solomonic magic, where there's 72 demons, you make a deal with one of them, uh, or you call upon him to help manifest things. But you're, you're, you're preparing for that week to God before you make a deal. And I'm in my head thinking, well, I go to church, you know, once in a while. I, I say a prayer. It's nowhere near enough, not even close. Because for every five minutes you pray to God, we're praying an hour. And if you're praying an hour, we'll pray three hours. And if you fast for three hours, I'll fast for 12. And if you fast for a day, I'll fast for two days. And on and on. So they're beating us at our own system. They've taken all the knowledge of that magical power that the Lord has brought to us. And they've turned it on us. They keep it secret. And you, you hear about, you know, the Illuminati, the illuminated ones. That's really not illuminating. They're just hiding information and illuminating themselves with that information and hiding it from us. Once you know that information, that power, that knowledge, that key. Then you unlock the power and then you become powerful yourself and you could do battle with these entities. Mm -hmm. And I've said it before and Jesse has helped preach this at the mountaintops where I believe that this battle begins in the supernatural realm. 
Once you do battle with these spirits and these principalities in that realm, then it manifests into our realm. So doing battle with them there, then we'd bring it here. So I do battle with them daily. I'm not scared of them because this is my job. This is what the Lord has, has I think, assigned me to do. So I'll do battle, battle with them daily. Um, you know, recently, many of us have been under attack. Uh, I An attack, not just, uh, let's say, social media-wise, but spiritually under attack. Oh, yeah. Some of us, all of us here are probably under spiritual attack, whether it's anxiety, stress, it could be financial, it, it could be health, it, it could be family issues. You could be all you, of the above. Right? <laughs> right? You're under attack. And this is not this is not natural. It's unnatural. So in the spiritual realm, we are doing battle with these spirits and casting them out into shawl, into the ring of fire, so that we could protect ourselves so that we could help others protect themselves. Long story short, the show, the reveal report originally was about to be about politics and it went its own direction about the occult to bring knowledge and wisdom to the world to, so they can understand our perspective or those who practice its perspective to arm them with the ammunition and tools they need to do battle in their world and to protect themselves and their family and their friends do battle in the supernatural realm. Let's cast them into shawl. Let's cast them into the ring of fire. And then we'll do battle on this, on this plane and this realm that we have. And that's the, the basis of, of how reveal got started and its roots. Yeah. Amen. And George, you know, you and I, we've talked off, off the offline before. And, you know, uh, I actually read the satanic Bible before I read the Holy Bible and, you know, I had a real encounter with the enemy before I had a real encounter with Jesus. But wow. thankfully, I always knew Jesus was there as he talked to me as a young man. And uh, here we are. But, you know, sometimes we have to learn the hard way. And, you know, perhaps it was just all a preparation for this time. I'm in the camp that believes that. So, so Jody, we're talking about spiritual warfare. We come to you naturally. <laughs> what do you got to say about everything that's been going on here? Today? Oh my gosh. I just, lo I love listening to everybody. And, uh, and this is what the Lord has called me to do. He, he kept saying to me, it's time to rise up the warriors. And I was like, you mean raise up? And he said, no, rise them up. We're here. Everyone in this room is a warrior. So I began to ask God, like for the things that I see that are I might not totally agree with with somebody or might be off or I'm not going to go to a certain place with them because I just kind of don't feel that God wants me there. And the Lord said, behave as David behaved with Saul. That's how the father told me to handle when I don't agree fully. David knew Saul was troubled. David knew there was something wrong, but he could have killed him and he didn't. And he could have badmouthed him and he didn't. He would tell the truth. I don't agree with this. He's troubled. <laughs> So that's where God wants us to be. Now, one of the things that while you all were talking, the Lord gave me the scriptures, Philippians 1, 15 through 18. If it's okay, I'll read it real quick. It says, some indeed preach Christ, even as of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one preached Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. What then? Notwithstanding. Every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therefore do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. So basically what I'm trying to say here, and I have goosebumps, it's usually the Holy Spirit on me, is that 
we all come from different places and people come from different places. And God has warriors in all of those places. Jesse's world might not feel good to somebody else's world, but she's a necessary person. I'm a necessary person. I come off very gruff, very direct. I have sometimes hurt people's feelings when I'm talking to Satan and right with them there. I've rebuked Satan behind somebody and they don't, and it hurt their feelings. And I don't mean it. I'm not living here. I'm living in the spirit, like, like our brother George just said. So, you know, the most important thing is that Christ is preached. That's the most important thing. And we have to stay unified, one mind, one accord, not attacking each other. We could be a David and slice up Saul when he's close by, you know, uh, but we should choose what David chose, which is I could have taken you out, but by God's mercy, you're still here. So that's what I want to share. It's time for the warriors to rise, you know, and it's not just because I'm a Marine veteran. It's not just because I've always been a tough girl <laughs> growing up in projects and going through all kinds of heck growing up, but it is because it is the, the place of warfare we're at today. And if you have any understanding of the word of God, you realize where we are and you realize that that veil between us and that other heaven, the second heaven, is very thin right now. And if you give any credence or any negative, and I, I don't want to sound new age because I'm not, I don't believe in it, but any low vibration or any kind of negativity, or you're going to attract the wrong spirits. And they will come in and they'll come in as light and they're going to tell you, oh, you're, you know, you know the truth. They're, they're off. Any, any spirit that tells you to attack a brother is not of God or a sister. So um, I want to speak to the body and I want to say it's time for the warriors to rise. I'm calling the warriors to rise in the name of Jesus. And we're to stand shoulder to so shoulder, side by side with our shield of faith and our sword of the spirit, our shoes grounded into the ground with the spikes in the uh, preparation of the gospel of peace. And do this warfare and take Satan out every minute of every day do not take off your armor it's to be worn all the time now we're at war and uh you know i just want to encourage everybody the greatest thing you could walk in is love love never fails and where god is love is and where love is god is so i just want to share that word and i thank you for the time to be on the platform and share with all you wonderful people i mean i'm, I'm honored and and just for clarification, if you're new to the program, there's there's love and then there's love. He's talking <laughs> about the first one. <laughs> All right, so Jesse, let's kick off. Uh, probably our, our, you know, we'll make it the last segment. And um, so I'm going to ask each of you to kind of give maybe a bit of a closing statement, including some of the evidence in why you know Jesse's uh, statements are real. And, uh, and if you also want to include, because each show has such a different personality, uh, something big that has come out on your show recently that will make people want to tune into each one of your shows. And by the way, I endorse personally each one of your shows. I watch them personally. And, uh, and by the way, it's way better than TV. So, you know, <laughs> uh, you know the, it, because at least we're, we're giving you something that's useful. So Jesse, uh, why don't you start with some of the evidence that you have? Um, there's quite a bit. Um, you know, when I first started going to the government and the Lord opened that door, um, 
you know, they were very focused that it had to be tangible evidence. And in this, you know, in that occult world, there is no tangible evidence, you know, as I've explained, you know, they will kill the children, they will eat them, they will, you know, put them through a, um, uh, whatever it's called, the big, um, forgetting him, the big furnace um, in the Catholic churches. Yes, thank you, incinerator. And, uh, you know, make them into diamonds and then they will, uh, you know, wear them on the rings. So it's not like you can just go to, you know, the government and say, well, you know, this is who's in whose ring, <laughs> you know? Um, so I, I prayed and I said, God, you know, there has to be something. I could give locations. I could tell what happened in those locations. And suddenly the Lord said to me, you have it all. He, and he reminded me of the ritual walls. And, you know, in this system, when you're born into it, when you're five, you have to dip your hand in blood and put your handprint on those walls. And so, you know, the locations of all of those walls and the individuals that um, I could connect to those locations, you know, were, were what was given. Um, so, you know, from 2016, um, they've had, you know, every single person in the system that's still alive. Um, and those walls, you know, have the handprints that go back hundreds of years. So, um, you know, some of the ancient ones that are um, in other countries like, you know, Norway and Switzerland and stuff, those are much, you know, have more than 200 years worth of handprints. But, you know, this is what we're talking, 200 years worth of handprints on a wall. That's a lot. Um, you know, besides that, I've you know, good dog show where I brought out the most stuff. Um, you know, you gotta love good dog. He, he definitely does his vetting. And by the time I was done going through vetting, it was kind of like when I applied for jobs at the veteran hospitals, you know, that they, they'll contact you and, you know, they'll be like, you know, we need to know what school you attended in, in first grade. And, um, what was the name of that school? What was your address? And I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, and by the next day, they had it. And I was like, wow, okay, that's scary. Um, but anyway, so good dog's kind of the same way, you know, and um, so with him, you know, he got to see my birth certificate, uh, which has the Illuminati symbol uh, from me being born in Frankfurt, um, you know, also got to see family names, things like that, that connected everything. Um, so all those things I brought forward, um, and then, you know, the picture. And when I saw that the first time, you know, it was on a Jay Meyer video called The Mothers of Darkness. And it had Lori Cabot Kent, who was one of my teachers. And I was blown away when I saw that because the only individuals who had pictures that I knew of were Cisco Wheeler. And I knew Fritz Springmeyer had worked with her. And so I tried reaching out and contacting and said, hey, did you get this from one of those two people? Um, you know, I never got responses from that, but it was like I could show, you know, face-to-face -face comparison. Boy, it's pretty similar. Um, so what I have said about that is that, you know, they, Lori liked to do things that way. They would purposely put you in older clothing and take pictures so people couldn't tell what era you were in 
Um, they would do that in the government experiments as well so that people couldn't know the time frame or that it was happening present day. Um, you know, I've also asked all the experiment pictures to be released from the government for the different projects that I was in as a kid, um, especially in 1984. Um, so, you know, those were some of the things and it's like, well, it could be that the picture is so similar to a scene that I experienced that I identify with it, but that still doesn't solve the problem of how, you know, then the girls in the picture are so similar that, that you know, they've been named as well uh, with my contacts and um, identified. So, you know, those are some of the questions that I have around that. You know, I'll admit it may not be me. It may just be so similar to that scene that I identify with it. But on the other hand, there's a lot of questions and things around that. Um, you know, it, it, you know, it's interesting. These people um, who are attackers um, are connected to the same individuals who, you know, literally summoned me through the California courts. And I've shown that to several of you, the actual subpoena, where in the address bar, in my address, you know, I'm called to testify and subpoena to testify, yet in my address bar, it has an arrest date and a case number that does not go with the person I'm supposed to testify to. You know, so what were they doing? They were doing the same thing that they did with Field and other individuals. You know, they've got a fake arrest warrant sitting there in the computer system in California so that if I step into the state of California, they can arrest me and it looks like they've had a warrant out since 2017 on me. So, you know, do they do that? Absolutely. <coughs> you know, besides Field McConnell, they did it to, you know, Tammy Reef, Jonah's mom. So, um, yeah, so those are some of the things that they do. Um, can they create books? Yes, they can. Um, you know, I encourage people to actually, you know, contact the Library of Congress, you know, and request those pages in that book. Um, I did that and I'd be interested to find out what other people receive back from the Library of Congress. Um, I did not get a book with, you know, picture of little girls in it. So, you know, I'd love to hear people's stories on that when they do that. Um, you know, if you do get the book, well, by all means, you know, I'd love to see it. Let's see, show me pictures of the pages from the book, you know, um, and let's do some comparisons here and, but. Well, right on. So yeah. one of the, one of the key things you said there, because there's the tangible evidence of the handprints on the walls, and I'm going to go to David with this because it's, uh, it's really up his alley. Um, when, when they went underground, they went into these tunnels, they also have, you know, have rescued a lot of children. So there are thousands, if not tens of thousands of lives that are also evidence for this. What say you, David? Yes, I, I, I the, the, the biggest revelation that has ever come, you asked about, you know, what is the biggest uh, revelation or, that you've had or that's coming up on your show? The biggest revelation is Jesse proved that everything she was saying was the truth by the fact that I have been contacted by so many people subsequent to her appearances on the program that say, this has happened to me. And there is no way that somebody could make something as horrific as this up. I'm sorry, Jesse is truth. She's bringing the truth to the table. 
And so, and, and so many people have testified to what has been happening to them. And they, they were afraid to come forward like a, like a post-traumatic stress disorder uh, problem until they heard her come on your show, my show, Chantel's show, uh, everyone's show and, and said, you know, yeah, this has happened to me too. So that's the biggest revelation that's come out of this is that people are admitting it. The, the kids are being trafficked. They're being sacrificed. The adrenochrome is being, it's all true. None of this is out of a horror movie. It's real. And kids are being rescued. They will probably never fully recover emotionally. Hopefully they will recover spiritually. Uh, we have to bring the people that are doing this to justice to the to these kids. And Jesse is the one that is getting this out there. And I am just honored to be a part of the opportunity to spread that message and save as many children as we can. And uh, that's about it. I mean, I, I just, I really appreciate what Jesse does. Yeah. Amen. That's so well-spoken and, and Chantel, I'm going to go to you now with evidence, but listen, please don't talk about the animals again. You know, <laughs> I've often said, you know, I, I go hunting at the local supermarket because, you know, I, I cannot shoot an animal. You know, maybe if it came down to basic survival, I would be able to do it. In fact, I know I'd be able to, but, uh, you know, taking down people, yeah. it seems a lot easier to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think in this, at this day and age, that would definitely be easy for me as well sometimes. <laughs> I cannot tell a lie there, but although, yeah. Look, I mean, I think, you know, when we're looking, when, we, when we're speaking about evidence as well, um, firstly, uh, and again, I'm going to echo what David said there, you know, um, just the fact that so many people, and, and especially in, in Aquarius Rising Africa's Overcomers series, you know, there have been numerous people that I've interviewed, that I've spoken to from, from um, and what, there's always been one common thread is that all of this terrible stuff has always happened in some godforsaken church, you know, whether it's the Mormon church, whether it's the Catholic church, whether it's uh, some other church, I don't even know. Um, and especially, yeah, in South Africa as well, I was doing a lot of um, research on the Dutch Reformed Church. You know, our ancestors, our strong ancestors are the British, the Dutch and the Germans. So um, in the Dutch Reformed Church, which is strongly linked to the old political parties here in the apartheid era, um, and the most horrendous things that, 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 I mean, these kids would be, Jesus would be on the cross raping them, you know, um, just the most awful things. So um, I recently also had one of my uh, other overcomers talk about, she, she literally had very similar stories to Jesse about the way that they had to have posture. And she literally watched a little four-year-old girl being frazzle-dripped. I'll put that in inverted commas. Um, yeah, don't so search it because just... you'll never sleep again. No. Yeah, yeah, horrible, horrible. <laughs> but, you know, there are just so many similar stories. And the more that we're actually researching and finding, and just so many, I, I get emails every single day. People also saying once they're watching the show, their memories are being triggered. You know, things that happen to them are coming to the fore. Um, and just people wanting to help, you know, when their memories are triggered, they want to know how they can get involved, how they can help. So really, it's just, 
I just look at, 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 I take a step back and I look at the result that this is having. And it's only coming from the good God that lives above and within all of us in the best and strongest possible way. You know, I look at the results of things as well. So for me, I mean, did I, was I there? Did I see it? No, but I may as well have been, <laughs> if that makes sense. So there's just so many people have had similar stories and I see how people are healing. I'm a healer by trade. So it's a very beautiful thing for me to see how Jesse's words are having such an important and such a beautiful effect on everyone that comes to our channel, except, of course, the one or two naysayers that we, that the reason why we all congregated here today, which is awesome. So you see, this yes. is a gift. It's a gift. <laughs> and we're, we're coming out. I'm actually going to name this episode Circling the Wagons because I that, <laughs> that's what we're doing here. Uh, you know, yeah. Carmen, uh, you know, David and, and Chantal have talked about these overcomers who have been coming out and that because of, and you just had a great show. Uh, what was it about a week ago with, with Beck on there? Yeah. Um, tell me, uh, tell us okay. about that because I, a lot of really good stuff came out on that show. So, um, you know, and it goes back to exactly what David and Chantal are saying. It's, it's not just Jesse. It is connecting all the dots, including Isaac Cappy, you know, and yeah. all the other people who have, have literally put their lives on the line, literally put, they have no benefit. <laughs> There's no benefit. I'm sorry. There just isn't. It's not fun. It's not in, it's just horrible. But, um, what happened was uh, Michael Jaco and I had Jesse on and um, I, I have my, all my alarm bells up about, you know, Elon Musk, my own personal opinion and was saying something about the Neuralink and how horrible it was. And I couldn't believe, you know, of course, Chantal was talking about it with animals and you know, what, what's going on. And Jesse just calmly goes, yes, I, I have a friend named Cheryl and she has one in her head from 50 years ago. And I was like, okay, rewind. What are you talking about? And, and so she connected me to Cheryl and Cheryl came on the show and she brought drawings. Cheryl doesn't want to show her face. And the drawings are just devastating. You could not make this up. You can't. And even Hollywood hasn't. That's the other thing, people. I, I remember like always going, how did these writers think of this stuff? And, and then I find out that the CIA has had an office there and they've been feeding them all of their dirt <laughs> to make it all look like, you know, oh, you have to be crazy to believe that. That's fantasy. That's fiction. And so they were doing that and predictive programming at the same time. And so, yeah, Cheryl brought a lot of information that is, and she's so composed. And that's the thing too. I remember learning from um, Kathy O'Brien that one of the reasons the CIA was so interested in this is because these these kids, when they're tortured that way, they can remember and recall everything. And absolutely, the amount of information that comes out of one person just wouldn't be possible without that kind of torture. So that's kind of where where I was with the evidence. Um, and I've always been a big believer of just in my spirit. You know, I, I really do feel very, um, I do a lot of work to purify myself and to keep myself clean and to keep myself bright and beautiful and it's work. 
Um, but because of that, either there's a shine that comes from me or there's a shine that I'm drawn to. And, and Jesse's wisdom, it, it's the first time in a long time that I've gone, whoa, I'm learning something. Usually I've kind of, you know, I'm like George, I kind of went all the way in and trying to figure out what are we not figuring out here? There's something missing. And, and so, um, you know, I, I, I didn't dabble or anything, but I wanted to understand what the the whole landscape was and so yeah it was an amazing show if anybody is interested she she really did a beautiful job and i my biggest criticism is you know how can you sit there and laugh or how can you sit there and look down um well i'm watching the trolls and i'm taking notes and <laughs> um yeah i i laugh because this gives me compassion it, it doesn't, it is horrendous, but if I have understanding and clarity, I have compassion and this is what we all need. So thank you, Jesse, for all of your wisdom. Yeah, that's right. And, and so I'm gonna break order because I have a feeling I know what George is gonna say and I'm gonna do a close based on some of the things that you're gonna bring out. By the way, this wasn't pre-orchestrated, I just have a feeling. So I'm gonna go to Jody next and then we'll go to George. Okay, I have a couple of things. The first thing is uh, when Jesse made contact with me, it was through the Field McConnell show, Able Danger. And we began to pray together and share together. And I've seen a lot of the things she was talking about, her birth certificate pictures, a lot of the proofs. And I 100% prophetically, emotionally, and spiritually believe what she's saying. The other thing was that um, some of the things that she told us about like the hands, I was so happy she mentioned that a second ago, was, and I think David mentioned it, was this these ritual walls. But I, for some reason, was drawn to another state's newscast one day, and uh, Jesse can verify this, and behind the people in the, in the city of Chaz, you guys remember that when they took over that city, was a wall with red handprints over, all over it. And I knew that that whole thing was being run by Satanism and satanic people. And, and so without some of the things that she shared, you know, I would have never thought anything about that wall. You know, it would have not pointed me in the right direction to know how to pray and what to pray against or, you know, so, so, and seeing that evidence and then being able to recognize things that have been hidden are major helpful tools for a spiritual warrior. So that's one of the things. The other thing that David said that I absolutely, well, two things that I absolutely love was he said, these children will never be emotionally the same. Let's pray that they're spiritually the same. So Christ comes in. And as a person who's been severely abused myself in, in years and years of um, molestation and things like that, um, I can tell you that Christ has redeemed everything. Everything's in his hands. But there are times we're triggered. There are times, you know, if you've had somebody hold a pillow over your face, if you can't breathe, you, you'll, your body reacts to it. So when people see these imperfections in some of these folks that are coming out and telling their stories, stop judging because the spirit has been made whole by Jesus Christ. But there are things that, that a, a person who's been wounded by satanic ritual or whatever, that still trigger the flesh. 
and and sorry about the cat <laughs> and um and that is i'm an animal lover too <laughs> and that is um you know something that i think is major for us to to remember when we're dealing with each other you know deal with each other in love so that was really important and the other thing was uh someone who is extremely way way uh gifted we were praying for Jess one day and i can tell you that person said to me I see such a heart of Christ in this person and my confidence in that person's sight and abilities. I just went, I know it. Does it mean that, that she's perfect or that her recall is this or what? I don't care. What I care about is Jesus Christ in her and the work that's being done to bring, like David said, these others forward so they can meet Christ and be healed and feel the love of God for them. And are they going to be perfect? No, we pray for the emotional healing. We're all still going through it. But we we know that the spiritual healing is available instantly. So that was what I wanted to share. And uh, and again, I thank you for that format. I can't wait to hear what George has to say. <laughs> so I'm going to go to George. And don't worry, Jesse. I've got you on the final comments on the show. Right. <laughs> but I'll come to you after. I'm going to do. So, I'm going to say something after George, and we'll go from there. So George, tell us about some evidence. <clears throat> there's, <laughs> there's so much. I mean, for me, I, I don't know where to begin. Um, first of all, as an occultist, to hear Jesse say certain things, you you know she would have to read. <laughs> a lot of heavy duty books, a lot of very powerful books in the craft. Uh, she knows meanings, she knows certain things. And, and that's not something you're, you're necessarily gonna get from watching a YouTube video. You, you gotta be practicing the occult in some way, shape or form. You gotta understand ritual magic. You need to understand folklore magic. You need to understand um, you know, the, the power of the blood when she communicates and says the power of the blood. Um, some people don't know what we're saying. Jeff, you understand that. Some of you watching may understand that. Uh, Jody may understand that when we're discussing the power of the blood. People don't understand where that comes from or with the meaning behind that. It's very ritualistic. So she says a lot of certain things that are mind-blowing. I, I wanted to share two quick things that she said that resonated uh, with me and with an amazing fan base. When she began discussing anointing the land with the oil, I said, okay, this is amazing because I, I've read this in, in many chapters. We, we read this even uh, in, in magic. You have to anoint candles. You have to anoint things. So I'm like, this is, it's exactly, they take what you, they've got from God and they use it for themselves. And she, she, she did a show and we did the show and it was introducing the world to anointing. And of course, Jeff, she's been very specific and teaches it on your show. And there's a whole thing on it and I love it. And, but she was trying to explain to our audience anointing and the meaning and the power. That was a Friday night because we go live every Friday, 7.30. Saturday, I went to a rally. Thousands of people at this rally. I mean, thousands. And I was there and I was kind of, no, not to be cognito because I don't know. No one's going to recognize me anyway, but in a hat and sunglasses. And <laughs> I told Jesse, I had to text her right away. And uh, these guys came to me and they go, you know what you got to do, man? And I was like, what? You got to anoint the land. 
And I was like, what? <laughs> and they said, you got to take oil. You got to pray over the oil. I'm telling you, you got to break the, the, the chains. And, and they just went into this thing. And I didn't know if this was a joke or a mockery or they picked me out or what's going on because they had no idea I was the host of the reveal report and that Jesse was there. And then they brought her name up. They go, you got to listen to Jesse. It's a boulder. And she, she's on the show and she's talking about anointing. And I was blown away because... When you're living in the light or you're seeking truth and it hits you, you know it. I don't care who you are, what world you're from, what culture, what planet, what part of the, the globe. When you're seeking truth and you hear it, you know it. And they knew it. They heard it and they they, they resonated with her. They never met her. They've never seen her. They, they're not even super religious. They're religious, but not super religious. But when they heard that, that resonated with them. And I was like, What? This is mind-blowing. This is picking up steam. And it's funny because I had my anointing oil with me. And so I reached into my pocket and I and I looked at them and I pulled out a bottle of oil. And they went, oh! And we were brothers in arms. We were now <laughs> on the same page, warriors together because we're all on the same page doing the same battle. And I said, anoint the world. Put it on your shoes. Put it on your tires. Go around the place and do what Jesse's saying. She's, she's bringing us the word. Uh, and, and to see them, because we didn't know each other, and they just resonated with that. And then they talked about that. And look at that. Just in my country, because I'm in Canada, in a in this place at a rally, who would have thought that these people would have watched this show and, 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 and picked up what she said? You know, the story to that is all of us here, you know, Chantel, um, you know, David, uh, of course, Miss, uh, our, our pastor, our lovely uh, um lady there, uh, our sister in arms, which I love her show, by the way, I tuned in this week and thought it was great. Jeff, yourself, um, everybody here is talking about things that Jesse is teaching and we put it out there and there are millions, not hundreds, not thousands, but millions watching all our shows combined, learning this and they're preaching this to their friends and their family and, and they're doing battle. So we need to back Jesse up on what she's saying. And I kept it short and sweet, Jeff, because I'll let you going to get into it. But the two things that, that stand out for me is one, her knowledge of the occult is just not, it's just not a regular novice. You know, you'd have to dabble in, you have to practice it. You'd have to know it. And I'm sure she's questioned me on certain things just to see if I was legitimate. <laughs> uh, but, you know, certain things, for instance, I won't get into it, but Mecca, you know, she said something about Mecca. And I dropped the phone and I was like, how did, like, you'd have to be very, very high up to know what she's talking about. And some of you may not know what I'm talking about. I think 99% of the people watching the show might not know what I'm talking about. I don't know if Jesse's ready to reveal that, or I won't release that, but there's something about Mecca. And when she said it, I dropped the phone. I was like, whoa, okay, that's huge. And it's, it's major. It's, it's massive because it's, it's hidden knowledge, right? It's hidden knowledge. So again, I give her credibility because of what she knows about the arts, about the occult. I know she's experienced it. You could feel it. You could sense it. You could understand it. Uh, the anointing, how other people resonate with hearing truth. Um, that's as far as deep as I'm going to go into that. And I just touched quickly on, um, Chantel is, um, you know, your show is amazing because I get people from South Africa coming onto my platform and saying, I'm from South Africa and they're, they're praising South Africa. And, you know, we're all working together, we're all bringing uh, the light. And I was like, oh my gosh, South Africa. 
like, and I've watched your show. So I, I'm shocked that people from that side of the globe find Jesse. I mean, David, you could say this as well. Any of us could say this. They are from all over the planet yeah. uh, that come and watch your show because of Jesse. I got people that send me, I'm from Mexico. I go, really? I'm from Sweden. I'm from Italy. Places mm. I was like, really? And, and so the web in some way, shape or form brings us all together as warriors to give Jesse credit. And again, I'm going to go back to that. And I know I've said it a few times. When you're looking for truth and you hear it, you know it. That's all I'm going to say. And when Jesse speaks, you know it, you feel it, you understand it, you resonate with it and you get behind her. And uh, so I I'm standing behind Jesse and everything she says and everything she does. Uh, she is my, uh, my partner on the Friday uh, reveal report. Uh, I love her intuition. I love her um, two cents. You know, sometimes we get rebuked if I bring on a guest and the guest is going into things. Some people get very angry. Why didn't Jesse talk more? We want Jesse to talk more. And Jesse, and I'm trying to explain them, Jesse's allowing those guests to express themselves their, and, and their research and their experiences. But they just, if they could, they, they we could give her 24 hours and people would tune in and watch her speak. That's how, that's how much they love her. So I love you, Jesse. Um, and, and I appreciate everybody on this show that that's giving her the platform. We need to work together. We need to stand in arms and anyone who is looking to harm Jesse and return harm us, you will not succeed. You will fail miserably and you will suffer. There will be pain and torment. And I'm not being you know mean or rude. I'm just giving you facts uh, because my enemies are God's enemies and God's enemies are my enemies. And I will be the tip of the spear. I will be the tip of the sword and I'll be the tip of his golden arrow. And I will puncture you. I will hurt you. I will bring you down if you seek to hurt my brothers and sisters in arms. I stand with Jesse. I stand for the Lord. And I will show you that um, we will win this battle. We will win this fight and we will stand victorious. George, I knew you were going to lay up a perfect ending for me. <laughs> you brought up all the things I wanted to say. So I just want to, I'll just mention a couple things with evidence and stuff. We've mentioned the birth certificates. Yes, I vetted Jesse as well. She sent me her birth certificate. Uh, I've traced the bloodlines. A lot of the things she talked about, the castles in Germany and things like that. Uh, it all checks out. And as, as has been stated, like she's going from some childhood memories and, and some memories has still been yet to be recalled. And anyone who's been working with her, we know that there's a lot more stuff that is going to come out. Uh, like everyone else here, I stand with Jessie. She is my sister. She's my partner in the Lord here. And I will back her up. And just like George just said, we are anointed of God. Jessie has a certain, you know, she doesn't choose people just randomly. She asked God, and we count ourselves in on that. Not that we're anything special. You're <laughs> not. Uh, you know, I'm not the blameless person who's going to throw a stone. But you throw a stone at me, man, you got a boulder coming your way. Because vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And I will restrain myself physically. I will pray for you. And it's the hot ashes will go on your head. That's not a threat that's a promise. I will pray for you and I'll pray good things for you. You come at me, you come at Jesse, but vengeance is the Lord's and he is the one who every spirit, every person bows down to. So why is this happening? 
So things have ramped up uh, since Jesse launched this Decipher program. Then we had, uh, you know, Glamis send us some messages. Uh, and since then, the anointing project is George laid out. Why is this so important? Well, remember the three categories that I put the people attacking us in. The, the first one is, you know, just a maybe a church person who can't understand evil. Okay. Second person, uh, well, they just want to ride uh, some coattails and get some traffic to their blog. Possibly. But then there's the possibility of a high-level person. Why would high-level people, and by the way, you use different names. We've got smart people. We know your name. So why would high-level people come at us? Because God has given us the tools for centuries. We're just starting to understand all of this now. And right now, we are taking back the land. We're deciphering your symbolism because your modus operandi is that you have to show everybody because you need consent. You have to go to the throne room. You know our God is the right God. You need consent. So you fool the masses by putting it in everyone's face. But now the game is up. Jesse has brought us some knowledge, and she's pointed it out. It's in the Bible. All this stuff is there. God has given it. We just didn't see it. But now we understand your codes. We understand your symbols, and we're going after your generals. They're fleeing you, and you're scared shitless because they abandon you. You thought you were all powerful. They've abandoned you. They're fleeing and that's why you're attacking your last feckless efforts. You can renounce it. No matter what you've done in your life, you can renounce it. You can join the winning team. Yeah, things aren't going to be that easy on this side. We understand we're going to go through some hard times. That's okay. It's just a sliver in time. Choose God today. We'll help you come out. Jesse, I'm going to go to you for a final comment. And if you would pray for us and the audience. Um, you know, it was about two months ago, um, several prayer warriors contacted me. And these are people who usually, you know, they, they don't get to go in the throne room regularly. And they said, Satan, put a restraining order against you. And I was like, what? Um, so I went to the heavenlies to check it out. And sure enough, um, he was trying to get away with putting a restraining order up there. And my question to the Lord was why? And what the Lord replied to me was that he was about to fulfill his word. Every promise he had made his word says that the whole earth shall be filled with his glory. What is the radiance of his glory? but the oil and the blood. And right now he's filling the whole earth with his glory. And, you know, just to show you how biblical this is and where it's going and what's at stake, why is the enemy trying to stop it? One, because he is losing all of his generals. Um, the second reason is because he's not gonna get his chance to go up to heaven to usurp the throne of God. He knows that when the full earth is filled with the Lord's glory, 
What is that but the fire, the consuming fire of the Lord God Almighty? And he says in the end that he will destroy um, this earth with fire and he will make all things new by the refining fire of his spirit. And the enemy knows that when that happens, his time is done. I had one job in his kingdom and that was to rule his kingdom and the people. Um, I have one job in the Lord's kingdom, and that is to submit all things under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. That has been done, and all things will be filled with the Lord's glory. So the enemy has been served. Um, was his restraining order permitted? Absolutely not. So we go forward, and there's nothing he can do to stop um, the will of God from being fulfilled. So let's Close us in prayer, Jesse. Heavenly Father, we thank you today, Lord, that you are faithful to complete all of your word, that you, in the beginning of time, you spoke all things into creation. You formed the days that were for each of us, Lord. You have brought each of us together for this day, this time, this hour, this season. Lord, you have said that the enemy shall not prevail, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, because you are our Lord, you are our God, and those who contend with us contend with you. Father, I thank you for the truth of your word, because that's what we bring, that's what's most important, Lord, that we want our children, Lord, to live in safe environments. We want our children to have true joy and rejoicing and delight no more of this fake stuff or fake Christianity, fake goodness, fake kindness, Lord. We want our children to really know it. And we want to be those who help it um, come to fruition, Father. So we just submit all things to you, Jesus. And we ask that, that on every show, every day, that you would go forth, that you would show us how to bring your love true love to the world, Lord. And we are committed to follow you in that. We are committed to be givers of that. So we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' powerful name we pray. Amen. 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 Listen, I want to thank each one of our guests. I want to thank you, Carmen. I want to thank you, Jody. David, such a pleasure to finally meet you. I've Same really, here. really been a fan. Same great, you, great show, Jeff. You do a great show. And, and George, I can't wait to see you tomorrow in downtown Toronto, Queens Park, if you're in the area coming. George, are you going to be bringing your anointing oil? I will be... I will be I'll be filled with anointing oil and I'll I'll be anointing the land of it. Maybe we should make a video, Jeff. Broadcast. Uh, I think we might just do that, George. <laughs> hey, listen, thank you for watching Right On Radio. Thank you to this guest. Thank you, Jesse, for having the bravery of coming out. And uh, please join Jesse, Jody, and I on Sunday uh, for Revelation Sunday. We're going to be doing Chapter 5 this week. And make sure to check out everyone else's shows here they're really good. They're really important. And we all bring a different perspective. It puts the pieces of the puzzle together. Thank you very much for your patronage. Thank you for watching. And remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, even if they're demonic. <laughs> and make a difference in your community by anointing it and praying for it. God bless you. <laughs> right on, right on, right on. 
Right on radio. Right on radio.